By the way, if you're new here, I'm Joel. Um, and I, I have the joy of being a transformed follower of Jesus, and I have the joy of being one of the pastors at this place that is desperate to know more of our God. And I think it's a great way to describe Chapel Point. Like, tell, someone asks, her, tell me about Chapel Point. We're just desperate to know more about God. And they're like, no, no, tell me more. I'm like, well, does there need to be more? We're desperate to know more of God because we believe God ordained and has instructed us to live life for Him. He is an eternal God, a forgiving God, a graceful God, a loving God. He's worth chasing. Welcome to Chapel Point. Right? That's what we get to do. And today I have the joy of opening up the Word of God and preaching from 1 John chapter 4. So I'd like to invite you to go ahead and open up. If you have the Word of God, 1 John chapter 4, open it up. If you have it on the phone, don't care, open it up on the phone. Whatever you need to do, uh, there are some notes that you're going to want to take today. You can obviously open that up, um, even if you have our app or whatever it might be. And there are notes there for you. Uh, so that you can fill those in and really just uh, be able to hopefully take in as much of Scripture as you possibly can. If you need a Bible, you have a family member, a friend, a colleague, a neighbor, anybody who you know that needs a Bible, take one from the back. That is our gift. Take as many as you need to. I will order more because we need the Word of God to go out and to go forth. Um, one of the things uh, that you will learn about me is I have a desire for my kids to I pray frequently often that each of my children have men and women speaking into their lives who know scripture who will counsel them outside of mom and dad I'll say it like this have any of you if you're a child raise a hand if you're below the age of 20 raise your hand that's a lot of you wow um I love you, but let me first tell you this. There have been times in life that you have made mistakes. And there are some people called, they're called parents, that would say that you have been disobedient at times. Do I hear an amen? Don't act like you have perfect children. And so I know that sometimes children don't always listen to mom and dad. Of course, not mine, but they don't always listen to mom and dad. And so our prayer is that my kids have men and women that they, can, they know they can talk to in case of, of need to, that will direct them spiritually. I think it's a pretty good prayer. I think we all need that. I think that demonstrates humility and all types of things that come into play. Now, the reason I mention that is because I want to make sure that my kids are listening to the correct voices. Because if you didn't know, in today's world, there's so many different voices that are bombarding us of what they are saying truth is and then what they are telling us that we should believe or not. Anybody else picked up on that? And does anybody else out there have sometimes a struggle to know who to trust and what they're communicating? Anybody else out there? And so as a result of that, we need to know who we're giving ear to, who we're giving voice to, and how we're moving forward. Because even prior, we need to know the Gospel of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, 
right? It's the only gospel that's not one of this, what we would call the synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. You have the gospel of John, a bit more of a historical view of what happened during the life of Jesus. And then um, the same person who wrote that is writing 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And then also uh, God used to pen the book of Revelation. Same person. This is probably, we already know he's writing the second, third generation believers who very quickly have stepped away from the church, who have stepped away from faith. And here he is, and he's calling out some hard truths. I mean, really hard truths. I remember a few weeks ago, I was so excited to get up because I'm like, hey guys, here's what scripture says today. Let's talk about the Antichrist. Woo! Today, guess what? I woke up, I was like, we get to talk about evil spirits. Yeah! Yeah! But they're hard truths, and we need to hear them. So here's John speaking about Antichrist, chapter 2. John's the only one who actually mentions the word Antichrist. He uses it five times. You're going to see it one of these times in the passage that we're going to look at today. And we start to recognize that even though we've always seen Antichrist as something that was completely opposite of God, what we learn here is that anti, in the original language, is not just opposite of. It's also what? Does anybody remember? Instead of. It's anything instead. So we often are part of an anti, of the Antichrist, although we are not the capital A Antichrist. And as a result, what John is trying to communicate, one of the problems that the people are having is they're stepping away from God because they have replaced him with anything that is instead of. So instead of Jesus, my primary, my, my primary concern is going to be this. Instead of Jesus, I'm going to give my heart, mind, and soul, rather to, not to God, but to my own furthering of self. Instead of Jesus. So Antichrist is anything instead of, and he's he's kind of letting them know, hey, listen, you're giving your heart, your mind, your ear to the wrong thing. And we we see it being unfolded here in 1 John chapter 4. Now, here's why we are going to struggle in hearing today's message. So it's a fun way to talk, by the way. Like when you get to get up in front of people and go, hey, you're going to struggle in hearing it, but just give me time. I need you to hear this. One of the primary concerns that we have today is we don't classify anything as evil anymore. Think about it. Because we're so nice and naive and kind is what I would say. We need far more than kindness in the world. We need godliness. I'm not saying not to be kind. But we need godliness. And one of the struggles that we're going to have in hearing from 1 John chapter 4 today is that it talks about the evil spirits are out there. And yet, think about it even right now. What are the things that you classify as being evil? And remember, John in chapter 2 primarily already addressed what it is to be antichrist. That's not just something that is against God. It's also something that is what? Instead of, good job. It's something that's instead of. So what is it? How is it? What are the instead ofs? What is it that you classify as being evil? And if you can't answer that question, the concerns that I have are enormous because we're getting pulled and prodded. We're the wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the ebbs of the world. And as a result of that, we always are feeling like we're living in chaos. And so, we're going to need to be reminded today that we need to trust in the truth of Scripture. We need to trust in the truth of Jesus. 
and who he is. Because as much as we know that there is a physical world, what we are going to need to be reminded of today is that there is also a spiritual world. But we struggle with the spiritual world. We struggle with the, the spiritual world because we live in a Western culture. And so being from a Western culture, what happens? We want to, to rationalize everything. In fact, if you can't logically speak to something, people think that you're even irresponsible. Right? I've told the story before. It's like when I told my, my father was still living at the time, I told my parents, hey, I think I'm moving to Michigan. And they said, have you lost your mind? Like it's a tundra. I told the first service, I was like, the first time I ever pulled up, I was like, pictures of Michigan, Lake Michigan. The first picture that showed up, it was frozen over. People were standing on it ice fishing. I was like, people can't live there. And they're like, no, we've got over a million people in the surrounding area of just Grand Rapids. I was like, that's a lie. They're squirrels. I mean, like, what? A, but, it's, but it is beautiful. And I, it's like all of a sudden, I'm telling people, hey, I think God's calling me to Michigan. And, and they're like, why? I'm like, I just think God's calling me to go to Michigan. I'm pumped that God called me to Michigan. So take that, people. And I look at it, I go, they, they, they couldn't understand the simple call of God because it wasn't rational. And so we struggle in understanding that there's a spiritual world. We certainly struggle in identifying that which we believe to be evil. We want everything to make sense. It's why science is trumpeted more than God's creation is trumpeted. We want to be able to understand something before we believe it. But here's what I would say to that is please hear it very, very clearly. God created the world. And if you don't believe that God created the world, that means you don't believe in the word of God. And if you don't believe in this, that means everything's up in the air in terms of what you're going to believe and what you're going to trust in. God created the world. Science is simply the discovery of what God has already done. I think we keep discovering things and God's like, yeah, I did that. Science is the fruit of how God has ordered the world and the result of a creator putting things of the world in order. And again, the problem that we have with that is that we can't rationalize everything about that, and so we struggle to believe it. We acknowledge that there is a physical world, but we are failing to acknowledge that there is also a spiritual world. My prayer today is that the spiritual world would become more real to us. And we know it's going to be hard. I'll give a couple of passages. Just so we know how we do it here at Chapel Point. I'll call out all kinds of passages for you to write down. And you can go back and look at it later on. Put it on your notes. Hebrews 12.4. We know Hebrews 12.4 is an amazing passage. And he's letting us know, guys, there's going to be a struggle against sin. There's going to be a struggle against sin. That means it's going to be hard. 
You're going to keep being pulled one direction, and God's going, no, I want, I want you to come over here. And yet the world is going to be saying one thing. Other voices are going to be counseling you even to do other things. And yet God is saying, no, there's going to be a struggle, but come this way. There's going to be a struggle with sin. We know that we've all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. Romans 6.23, we know the wages of sin is death. We know Hebrews 12.4, right? It's going to be a struggle with our flesh and blood against sin, but we can overcome the power of God. It goes further than that. We know 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12 tells us that there's going to be a fight to be had for our faith. Maybe that's a good question for you to even examine today. Go home, talk to your kids if you're watching online or anywhere else. What I would say is go home and ask each other, right now, how are you fighting for faith? And I love the fact that you are here. I love the, the fact that there are people in other venues and watching online. But I think there's more to a fight than just simply showing up. You ever heard the saying, you know, you kind of show up at a gunfight with a You showed up at a gunfight with a knife? And we need, we need Christians, we need followers of Jesus showing up in the world with the sword of the Spirit. To fight for him. So that gives you an understanding of what I think is happening as John's writing again to second and third generation believers who very quickly have stepped away from their faith, stepped away from the church, and he starts to identify the Antichrist. And part of the reason that they're stepping away is because they're choosing the instead ofs rather than Jesus. And now he's going to start addressing hey, you keep listening to the wrong people. And he's going to give us, right, growing up, I used the Cliff Notes version for, for different <laughs> subjects. Um, that was a long time ago. I don't even know if they still have Cliff Notes versions, but they're great. Um, and John's about to give you a Cliff Notes version of, hey, this is how you're going to know who to listen to and how to identify the evil spirits and who you're, who you're actually going to absorb into your heart and your mind. He's just going to lay it out for us. So let's jump in right now to 1 John chapter 4. Verse 1, here we go. It says, Beloved, all right, do not believe every spirit. So it's acknowledging the spiritual world. Do you, do you acknowledge the spiritual world? Yes or no? Do you believe there's a spiritual world? Yes or no? Okay. But test the spirits to see whether they are from God. So he's saying, hey, it's a spiritual world, there's evil spirits, there's, there's spirits of God, but you need to test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets, he addressed that in chapter 3 as well, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. But this you know the spirit of God. By this, listen to this, but by this you know the spirit of God. Not that you aren't aware of the evil spirits, but you're going to know who to listen to. And this is how you're aware of it. It says that every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. I told you he was going to mention it again in this chapter, right? There it is. Which you heard was coming and now is in the world already little children you are from God and have overcome them now he talks about little children prior go back listen to the earlier parts of this 
message on 1 John, he, he's basically using it as a gauge and an understanding of maturity and maturation in Christ and spiritual engagement and who he is. He's like, little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Stop choosing the lesser than. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world and the world listens to them. And the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So in this, what we very quickly see is John is calling out to them, hey guys, there's false teachers. He already addressed that in the previous uh, part of the letter. He's going, hey, there's false teachers, there's antichrist, and here's one of the problems and why you have people stepping away from God, stepping away from his church, is because you're listening to their own voices. You're giving voice to the evil spirits. And you're not, what, having biblical discernment wisdom, understanding, insight, which those are things that you should be praying for every day. Proverbs chapter 2 addresses it very clearly. It says, any of you who needs wisdom and biblical insight, if you obey me, I'll give it to you. Like he's saying, I want you to have that. James is another book that addresses, listen, if you need biblical godly wisdom, call out, and he wants to hand that to you. He wants to deliver that to you. And he's going, here's your problem. You're listening to the wrong voices. What voices are you listening to right now? We at Chapel Point desire to be transformed followers of Jesus. We know that transformation, we've said all the time, it's a continual process. It's not a one-time event. So we're constantly wanting to grow. You don't go, oh, I know Jesus, I'm good now. You go, oh, I know Jesus, and because I know that I'm a sinner at nature, I want to keep, keep jumping in more and more to the Word of God so I can keep growing there's too many of us who we go, oh, I know Jesus, and we just stop, but transformation is about more than that. And one of the ways that we experience that continual process of transformation is by growing, and here's the, here's the language, by growing in spiritual discernment. We need to be transformed by spiritual discernment. Now, I got to preach, this is just the text, this is what's what's being called out is that they're needing to have greater spiritual discernment. It's why they're being pulled away. It's why they're being distracted. And some of us have become distracted. And as you look at this passage, this is, again, I'm just going to call this out. It says, um, hey, guys, beloved, don't believe every spirit. You need to test the spirits to see if they are what? From God. And then he's going to give you the test Right? Because why? We, we know there's a lot of false prophets. There's a lot of people doing this, but you need to know which ones to listen to. Verse 2, here's how you can recognize the Spirit of God. And he gives you the very first thing. He says, every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, in the flesh, in the flesh, is from God. So when he's, in these first couple of verses, very quickly, one of the ways that we can be transformed by spiritual discernment is when you look at it here, is that we, can, we need to be aware that false teachers exist. He's calling that out. 
He says it very quickly, very easily. False prophets have gone out into the world. We already know that. False prophets exist. We don't even speak about the fact that there's evil in the world anymore. We don't even easily define evil anymore. And so, yeah, sometimes we ignore the fact that false teachers exist. They are out there. And another way of comprehending the fact that false teachers exist is that we need to give heart. We need to give heart. We need to give mind. And we need to give ear to those who confess Jesus is Lord. Verse 2, very, 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 very clear. He's calling out. He's letting you know. First person you give ear to are those who confess Jesus Christ as Lord. If you're giving ear to someone who does not confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, they are likely pulling you away from God. Am I too bold to say that? No, I'm not too bold to say that because it's the word. It's scripture. It's what we get to live by. So you need to know if you're listening, if you're giving ear to voices who first confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Right, people come to me and they're like, hey, can I talk to you about something? You know this, but I, I, want, I want this to be a life lesson for all of us. And they're like, hey, I, I have a question. I'm, and I'll just stop and I'll say, hey, I would love to talk to you, but you need to know right now that every bar, part of my response, because I claim to be a transformed follower of Jesus, needs to come to you with the basis that this is full truth, that this must not be abandoned. So if you don't believe in the word of God, right away you need to know, I'm going to have some tension, and I'm okay with that, just letting you know. Those are great conversations, by the way. I mean, they really are. They're, they're good because it forces people to understand, hey, if you're coming from a different understanding of Scripture, if you're coming from not acknowledging and confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord, I'll go ahead and tell you, we're going to have a different view of things. Because my view is no longer just temporary, it's eternal. So I'm going to process things differently than someone who doesn't look to this. That's why we need to give a heart, mind, and ear to those who confess Jesus is Lord. To make sure that we're doing that. Another thing that you see in this passage here is not only do we need to make sure that we're aware that false teachers exist and that we need to confess uh, or, or that we need to give our ear to those who confess that Jesus is Lord. Another thing that is here in this passage is we need to focus on the teaching of the Holy Spirit. Verse 2, once again, by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. is the spirit of the antichrist what you already heard was coming and now is in the world already we need to focus on the teaching of the Holy Spirit the, even the fact that he's already addressed that Jesus, you need to confess that Jesus Christ came in flesh it's going to deal with the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that he has fully come into the world, that Jesus Christ, that's why John speaks about Christ as being the word of John in the Gospel of John chapter 1, but also in 1 John chapter 1, certainly through the book of Revelation, he's wanting you to know that he was from the beginning. He has always been Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There is a spiritual world. We need to be aware of that spiritual world. 
to step into that spiritual world and to recognize that it is real. And there are too many of us that are giving ear to voices other than God. Are you giving voice to things that should not have voice in your life, right? So when you focus on the teaching of the Holy Spirit, you're recognizing even in verse 4, where in verse 4 he says very, very clearly, you are from God, little children, and, and you've overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. No matter the spiritual forces of darkness, no matter what they are, what I'm telling you, what Scripture is telling us, is no matter how dark it gets, the Spirit of God will always outnumber and always outpower that of darkness. Always, 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 always. They tried their very best, the powers of darkness, the evil powers of darkness, tried their best to take Jesus and to get rid of him, nailed him to a cross. Guess what? My God won. You, you know that, that's like a happy dance. Guys, you got to get that. It changes everything about your life, the way you approach hardship and difficulty and everything else. Even the victories you know are from God and you celebrate Him. Are you giving voice to those who first and primarily confess that Jesus is Lord? Are you giving voice to those who are teaching about the movement of God and the Holy Spirit at work within you? That's the beauty of it. Right? How many times did John speak about abiding in Christ? over and over and the gospel is primarily in John chapter 15 that's one passage we would automatically go to but when you start looking at even in first John he just keeps speaking about abiding with Christ abiding with Christ I've said that here on this stage numerous times over the last month and a half or so and what I would tell you is he's making sure that people know listen your struggle is because you're not abiding with Christ you're not constantly growing in Christ you're certainly not gaining spiritual discernment and you're needing to do that. So let's abide with him, to live with him, so that we listen to the right thing in our life. Another way of thinking about focusing on the teaching of the Holy Spirit is to say that we need to give heart, we need to give mind, and we need to give ear to those who speak from Scripture. So we're just walking through it. And, and I know that there's other people through the week who listen to this, and what I would say is, um, if, you're a, if you've been called to preach the word of God, I, am, um, I almost need to know, where's the, which camera's on me? Is that camera on me? Pastors, if anybody, if you know of a pastor, if you have a friend who's a pastor, write them a letter and beg them to preach scripture and that's it. Because right now what we're encountering in the church is a bunch of confusion. Because the purpose of church isn't to give you life helps. The purpose of church is to tell you where life is found. And that is in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah? Yeah? Because if you don't say yes you know I'm going to start jumping into the gospel message again. Yes? 
You just didn't want me to keep preaching. And then lastly, if we really want to have spiritual discernment, we need to focus on the doctrine of Christ. That's why I speak about him coming in flesh. Right? There's certain things I keep saying that we must not and cannot deny if we claim to be transformed followers of Jesus. You can't deny salvation through, through, uh, through faith alone. You can't deny it. Salvation through, gra- through grace by faith alone. That's it. You can't deny it. You can't deny his resurrection. Right? You can't deny substitutionary atonement that God knew that we needed to have the price paid for us. And so through his son, he's like, I'm going to let him, I'm going I'm to give him to take your sin and your burden and your, your failures and everything else so that you can know true freedom in Christ. You can't deny the Trinity. You can't deny Scripture, the Word of God. You just can't deny those things. Those are core doctrine. Those you got, we got to know that. And there's too many people denying who Christ is. And one of the struggles that we have right now is we have too many churches in the world today that have sought out people to come teach from their stages and behind pulpits who will tell them what they want to hear rather than preach to them the truth of the word. We need to be testing everything that we hear, everything that we process, everything that we, we, we think about. We need to understand that through the lens of what God is desiring. And knowing that, that means you need to consider the voice that you actually are to other people's ears. So I'm going to flip this on, on you for a second. Here's John saying, hey, listen, what are you listening to? You better be listening to those who confess Jesus Christ as Lord. You better make sure that you're giving voice to those that are preaching the doctrine of Christ, the teaching of the Holy Spirit, right? And if you're giving voice to anything else, you're going to be in trouble. But now that you know that, you need to consider the voice that you're being to other ears around you. If you claim to be a follower of Jesus Christ... When you speak into something, you are now to speak Christ. The old is gone. The new has come. So what I would say is if you're not speaking Christ, please be quiet. Because even the worship that comes forth through this place, the worship that is springing forth from our hearts and from our lips, from our mouths, right? Off of our tongues, everything we speak, sing, say, or do should be to the glory of an almighty God. Amen. Are you there? Go ahead. Nobody can. I keep coming to people. And I'm like, oh, I don't, they tell me, like, I don't know if I agree with you on that one, Pastor. I was like, Sh- show me where your solution has gotten us. So 
So we need to be aware that we live in a spiritual world. We need to test the spirits that are around us, and he tells us how to do it. Six verses that will change the way you think about how you approach this next week. We're from God, verse 6. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. I expect people who disagree with who God is to disagree with what I'm saying. I'm okay with that. I'm so used to it. It's good. I'm still going to preach truth. Be okay with that, but preach truth. Communicate truth. Confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. of the amazing prayer that I love St. Patrick's prayer where he says Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me Christ in the ear of everyone who hears me Christ in the eye of everyone who sees me I bind myself to the strong virtue of Christ I pray that he'll be in your heart be in your mind he'll be in your ear I want to pray would you stand with me for prayer and just lift a hand if you would God, I'm praying that you would fill the hearts of every single person in any of the venues, watching online, anywhere, does not matter. If they're on their back porch, if they're in this room, does not matter. God, I'm praying now that you would fill the hearts, the minds, the souls, the bodies of every single person here, that they would recognize that there is a spiritual world and that there are evil forces around us, but yet that you are greater, oh God. So as a result of understanding that, as a result of confessing that Jesus Christ took death and crushed it, as a result of that, I'm asking you, God, please, with us today, raise up an army to stand for the love of Jesus Christ. Raise up an army in these friends of mine today. Raise up an army in the homes that surround this church and this community. Raise up an army of people who would recognize that the evil voices around us, when they are not of you, we will silence those by preaching the greatness of Jesus. Raise up an army, my God, please, with all those who are standing in this place right now. Raise up an army. May we have the courage to stand for you. And may we not only give voice to those things that represent you, but may our own voices represent you. And may we know the power of Jesus Christ. In Christ's name, amen. Let's continue to worship together.
Amen. It's such a true thing to declare together, that we are the sons and we are the daughters of God, that we are his children, loved and redeemed and purchased by Jesus' death and resurrection.